So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day, and man, oh man, do I ever appreciate you guys. Um, before I jump into the, to today's content, I just want to remind you that we have a couple freebies that are available for you guys who are embarking on the recovery journey and maybe looking for a little bit of extra support. You know that a podcast or a book alone are probably not going to do it. And what I would highly recommend, where we seem to be seeing the most progress this these days, is actually in our private Facebook group. And it's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. And I think what's really cool is, you know, we, we kind of know, like, the addiction research shows the opposite of addiction is uh, connection. And so I think this community has just proved to be really fruitful for a lot of the guys that are in it. They're exchanging information. They're sharing highs and lows with one another. And it's been really, really fun to watch. So if you want to be part of that, there's a link in the show notes. It's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. You can just find it on Facebook as well. Um, There's a small application, like just a few questions to fill out. Please fill those out. Uh, A blank application automatically gets declined. But if you you want to be part of a community, uh, you want to get some live trainings from us on a monthly basis, that is your place to go. Now, today we're talking about visual stimuli. And, you know, we talk about this probably once every six to 12 weeks on the podcast because it is such a huge part of the recovery journey. And it's really interesting because, you know, I've been clean for six and a half years now. And while there are other, I guess, sensory organs that that do sometimes cause arousal for me and um, that sometimes I find myself triggered by, um, like whether it's sounds or smells or even just, you know, physical touch a certain way. I would say for me, nothing is really more stimulating than visual input. And I would think most of us are that way. I think that's probably a little bit natural from a human standpoint, but it's more so in today's day and age of technology, right? Where everything we do in our lives is in one way or another accompanied by a screen. Um, you know, <laughs> Right now, as I record, I am looking at like a, a huge monitor. I forget how big this thing is. It's like 20, it's like 20 inches or 21 inches. My laptop screen's right beside it, so I got to do a monitor thing. And then I got my phone on my desk here. That's another screen. And, you know, everything that we do is visually driven. And so I think learning to just understand this part of our lives is really, really important. And It really, if you can master this area, you will be amazed at how many areas of your life start to improve. Now, it's interesting because Jesus was bold enough to say that if your eye caused you to sin, it's better that you gouge it out. Pretty strong words. And he he wasn't necessarily speaking literally, but what he was more or less commanding is that we are to monitor and master the functioning of our sight. We are to actually take control over this, and instead of just saying, oh, well, you know, I saw it and I decided to watch porn, um, that we actually are are being vigilant about the things that we're looking at. 
I'm going to get really granular in the episode today because I think it's going to be helpful. I, I find that sometimes if we just talk principles, there's just so much interpretation and room for ambiguity. And I want to be as clear as I possibly can. So uh, I'm just going to kind of rattle off some bullet points that I, I hope you'll find useful. Uh, probably the, the greatest example I can give of this is if you and I were in a room together and you know we're just hanging out and a naked woman walks past us, you and I are both very likely to look. Now, if that person was clothed and they walked past us, we're still probably likely to look, but you're more likely to look under those conditions if they're not wearing anything. Why? Because our, our brains naturally catch the stimulus. Now, if you look at that, if, you, if it catches your attention and you look, is it sin? I personally think it's not because you just, you notice something, something grabbed your attention and you noticed it. Not a big deal. But what happens afterwards is what really matters. So if you stare, if you double take, if you start to fantasize and take things further, that's obviously when things become a much bigger problem. That's where lust really starts to take root. So the important thing to recognize for starters is just because you notice something attractive or you notice something sexual, something catches your attention, that's not the problem. The problem is everything that comes after it. It's the downstream effect. It's the ripples. I've talked about how, you know, I live a two-minute walk from a beach. And so being at the beach is awesome. But right away, I, I, I've caught myself a couple times where my eyes are darting, right? From like from person to person, bikini to bikini, body to body. And not like not checking out even, but just kind of the like scouting, like just looking across and noticing, and what we're trying to do with visual stimuli is we're not trying to abandon it altogether necessarily. What we're trying to do is to create space. So when I when I acknowledge that, oh, my, my, my mind is doing that, it's a deep breath in and I'm just, I'm centering myself again. Now, the minute I feel centered, my brain will start to, to race there again. The difference now is I'm aware. And because my brain is starting to kind of dart from, or is, is trying to veer rather in its focus, I am now consciously making an effort to stay focused on the water, the boats that are out there or the people I'm with, whatever it might be. So that's a really good example of sort of the, the, the brain notices the stimuli. We do something physical to create a little bit of space, take, take a deep breath. And then we find something to focus on, to fixate on, that is going to engage our attention so that the brain doesn't begin to wander and take over again. Now, um, I've also talked on the podcast about how my brain has actually gone pretty good at, you know, if I'm in a public place, out of my peripherals, I can sometimes recognize something that is of interest. I, I can kind of see that my brain caught, caught the attention and I can feel the pull you know when you kind of like, you notice something out of your peripherals, this happens very quickly, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, but you notice something out of your peripherals and your brain's kind of, kind of just does a quick, a quick glance or a quick take, or, or maybe you just look, look over there altogether. And you can actually start to identify, like the peripherals are great because you're one step before it becomes main focus. And when you catch things in your peripherals, you can actually decide what do I want to do with this? Now, like I said, it happens quickly. And because it happens quickly, we tend to think that um, like this is just my brain's functioning. This is just how it is. But actually, you can create space between 
catching something out of your peripheral and actually moving towards it. And so what I've actually become fairly adept at is noticing it out of my peripherals and saying, no, I'm going to stay focused. And then finding the thing that I was focused on before and just going in that direction. This takes time, but it's probably been the most effective way for me to really handle visual stimuli well. And it's it's interesting. I'm in my 30s now, and I found that this area of my life was much easier to govern when I was single and free of porn. So I had like a good year. Actually, it was a little bit less than a year. Although I would say before my last relapse, I had a pretty long streak as well. But just on that that tail end, um, I was really good. Like I, I was really, really good um, at just being able to stay focused, to not check people out, to kind of catch myself before it became anything worse. And then it's interesting. <clears throat> but when I started dating and then got serious, and then now, especially when I'm married and engaging in sex on a regular basis, my brain is is in a different state, right? When you're single and you're not engaging in sexual activity and you're not watching porn and you're not masturbating, it's easy to just avoid it altogether, to kind of just shut off that part. But when you're engaging in sexual activity on a regular basis, um, that engages a certain part of your brain that activates a certain part of your brain, the, the visual part. There's a very strong visual component to this. And I've just noticed that, you know, being vigilant in this area of my life is very different as a married man having sex on a regular basis than when I was single and I could just avoid all of it collectively. The brain is is not as selective as you would like it to be. You have to kind of condition it and corral it on a regular basis. And, um, and so I just want to share a little bit about that today. You might be single. And if you are, I highly encourage you to, um, to, to really set the bar high. Because you should be able to reach that place where you are looking at things rather objectively. You're not, sorry, not and not objectifying, just to be clear. What I mean by looking at things objectively is that you're like, okay, this is a woman. She's a friend of mine. I'm going to look her in the eyes and I'm going to appreciate who she is. That's what I mean by being objective, just to be clear. Um, but you should be able to reach that place where the, the lines are clearly set and you're looking at things with a really pure heart. Now, when you're married and you're having sex on a regular basis, it's not like you no longer look at things with a pure heart, but what your goal is there is to become really vigilant of, uh, and really selective in the stimulation or the stimulus that you engage with. That should be the goal. And it's, it's very subtle. It, it requires a, a, a higher degree of maturity, certainly, and a lot more conditioning of the brain. It takes time to get there. But it is doable. It's something I'm working through myself, and um, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. And this would probably be the last thing, guys. Where, wherever you might be in this process, just be kind to yourself, okay? Like for me, one of the most liberating things that I ever heard in the recovery journey was exactly what I told you. If a naked person walked across the room and we looked, it's not sin. What happens after is what truly matters. And I, I want to remind you of that. So so don't beat yourself up in this. Remember that God has given us attraction. He's given us sex drives. He's given us eyes to see and ears to hear. And it's our responsibility to manage them and to govern them in a way that is pleasing to Him and that is in line with the values and the instructions of Scripture. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you want more trainings, if you want to be part of a community of men actively pursuing freedom without any cost to you, you can join Deep Clean Inner Circle. That's our private Facebook group. I'd love to see you there. In the meantime, guys, have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. 
I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Cynthia Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.